right, welcome back to the Stickheads of the South podcast. It has been a hot minute since we've been behind the mic. It's been way too long. We've had all sorts of stuff going on. Um, somebody on Twitter today was like, holy cow, Like they're like hopping back on podcasts, and they're like uh, the old guy with a skateboard. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. Um, it's just been crazy i we intended on getting on and just uh haven't it just hasn't worked out uh like yeah. we have intended to so uh actually in the meantime and i didn't even think about this before we hopped on here um i had a little bit of a stickhead road trip uh matt wasn't much of a road trip but matt and i were able to attend the um the stadium series game in Nashville. What was that? Uh, two, two, three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that was a lot of fun. It was cold. God, it was cold. A lot different than the winter classic experience that we had. A lot different. Uh, and a, yeah. and a lot different than what it was here too. Yeah. I don't say that day. You talking about weather wise. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think it stayed in the 30s all day in Nashville. Yep. What was it? <laughs> Sorry, I just, a piece of rice just came up. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> it hit 80, 80 degrees here that day. So, Ooh. wow. Yeah. I know as I was driving up, because I drove up the morning of, and it, uh, that uh, temperature just like dropped. I hit like Coleman, and it went from like 50 down to uh like in the 30s and it stayed in the 30s in my car like the rest of the trip up to nashville um and it was cold while we were there that's for sure i bundled up quite a bit and uh after bundling up it wasn't too terrible no it was fun i think honestly i think i had almost as much fun like me and you just tailgating uh and and all that we we josh uh, we were originally trying to get a setup where we could have a generator on site so I could use the smoker that I had. Um, but Josh has like a Komodo grill, is that what you call them? Like it's yeah, like a Komodo Joe. Uh, Komodo Joe. And I was like, hey, you know what? Just load that thing in the back of your uh, Subaru, uh, <laughs> all that thing up here. And sure enough, we grilled some chicken thighs, had some white sauce uh and then he stocked up on some nice bucky's flies uh for yes. us <laughs> we Those did we had nuggets, literally they didn't last more than eight hours I mean, oh man we yeah we had a lot of beaver nuggets that day um which if you didn't understand the context that would be really weird sounding uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah we i loaded up my grill uh my komodo joe jr in the back of my subaru and drove up to Nashville. It was, uh, it clanked around a little bit, not a whole lot. It did not like start to tip over until I pulled back into my driveway Sunday afternoon on the way home. And it almost <laughs> tipped over pulling back into my driveway. And I was like, wow, I just traveled like, you know, 350 miles with this grill in the back and it doesn't do anything until I get back home. Um, the only part that I was a little bit nervous about um is we so we cooked our, our chicken thighs and they were tasty they were wonderful 
And then it got close to game time, uh, and the grill was not cooled off all the way yet. Um, <laughs> and I didn't want to leave my grill just sitting out on the curb. Um, so we stuck it back in the Subaru. Um, and I was like, dude, if we see like Aunt Bethany style blue Subaru flying through the air, uh, and the rockets red there, or uh, whatever, uh, Uncle, what's his name? Uncle, uh, oh shoot, dang, whatever his name is on Christmas vacation. I was like, if we see that, Uncle dang, Lewis, we're Uncle Lewis, yes, thank you. Uh, then we're in trouble. Luckily, that did not happen. It was almost all the way cooled off. Um, it was warm to the touch. I won't say it was hot to the touch, but it was warm to the touch. So it had cooled off most of the way. If it would have been still been like 400 degrees, I'd have been like, oh, Matt, sorry. I'll see you in the second intermission. You know? uh, Especially because we had a little propane bottle still in, in the car with it. Yes. I was like, put the propane bottle as far away from the grill as possible. Um, yeah. Let's not make that mistake. Uh, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, we were what, like ten rows back, Matt. Yeah, we had uh, we we were like killer seats for most events. A little bit more difficult for like a hockey setting. So I would, you know, anyone listening that's like, hey, I'm going to a, an outdoor game in the future, think about those seating locations, lower bowl, unless you're high. You're going to be looking at basically the top halves of the players most of the time. Yeah, um, I guess I'd, I'd say like, like once. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think at one goal we saw hit the like it was like a top shelf, and we were like, "Hey, you can see the puck there." Yeah. Uh, so you yeah, definitely, if you're, if you're thinking about going, uh, you know, you still get to be part of the experience. You still get to be you know, celebrate seventy thousand fans. But um, if you want to be able to see a little bit of action, uh, I definitely sit in like two hundred level, three hundred level, even. Uh, but overall, yeah, the seats were – it was fun to still be there. And, I mean, we were in the lightning section. Um, but we made some friends and had a good time. Yeah, for sure. I will say the lightning fans were super nice. Uh, I really enjoyed being – I mean, and being in that section was not bad at all. Um, I've sat by opposing fans in other situations, um, in Nashville particularly, that were not very pleasant. Um, or even in some SPHL arenas where the other fans are not very nice. But we were definitely um, a speck of yellow and a sea of blue um, where we were at. And uh, they were all super fun. They were uh, they were uh, super nice to hang out with. And, you know, they were like, oh, I'm sorry you lost, but eh, we don't care because we won, <laughs> you know. But um, they were they were really cool. So I will say the Tampa fans were very classy um, that we that we sat around for sure. Yeah, I will second what Matt said. In the future, if you're looking at going to an outdoor game, especially um, at like a football stadium, those lower bowl seats are not always the best for seeing a hockey game. But the experience was phenomenal. Like, uh, I mean, I feel like the experience, the game experience was on par, if not even better than the Winter Classic in Texas. Um, yeah. Of course, watching the game to us wasn't quite as good because we were so close to ice level. But the game experience, the uh, concerts they did were great. And I'm not even a country music fan, but the, the stage optics and everything was uh, definitely entertaining. I would uh, I'm definitely glad I, I went and I appreciate Matt hitting me up with tickets because uh, everybody bailed on him. Um, yeah, everybody bailed on him. So uh, it was it was a lot of fun, though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
Um, yeah, if I would have known how the next weekend was going to go for me, I promise I would have went too. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jake, you. Uh, what was, was your right. reason for not going? You can uh, fill us in a little bit. <laughs> well, we had just been on a trip to Arkansas, and um, where we were staying, it was very hard for me to run. Uh, and I was training for a 50k ultra that was the next weekend. Uh, and weekends are normally long run days, just because they take forever, and you can't really do that during the week. So I did 20 miles that Saturday. Um, and then day of the race didn't go well, had stomach issues and ended about halfway through. So dude, that's still a beast move. I, I couldn't have done that. That's what I was about to about say. Yeah. I, I'm still proud. Cause it still is probably my like hardest run today. Cause it was 16 miles and I had like 1300 feet of climbing. Um, oh, Lord which I don't think I realized like how I mean, my legs felt good that day. Like even towards the end, they felt fine. But I think I was just more focused on what my stomach was doing in the next couple of days. I didn't realize how sore my legs and feet were. Um, so I've got a toenail that's probably going to come off eventually. Ugh, um, but yeah, just something with nutrition. I don't know. It's, it's fairly common in that like the, even the, the people that do this for a living, like it happens to them. Um, you know, they, they spend a lot of time and they do several of these races to get it dialed in exactly to what they do, you know? And I thought I had my dialed in pretty good, but something that morning, just my stomach was like, Nope. And that oh, was the end of it. So Oof. when's your next uh, big run? I, I honestly haven't even run since then. I think I'm probably going to take a little bit of time, not be yeah. quite as serious as far as that. Um, trying to pass the um pe here probably in the next couple of months i'm trying to focus on that for gotcha. a couple of months so i try to get a few runs in but nothing like 20 miles on the weekend you know yeah, yeah. gotcha gotcha i don't blame you we did two big runs while we were over since the last time you did the half marathon and then you did the the one in anison as well right so you had two yeah. yeah, I guess we've talked. Yeah, the, the the half marathon was one of those, like, everything was perfect. And the other one was, like, everything was the exact opposite. It was yeah. terrible. Mm. But, you know, like I said, I, there was nothing more I could have done. Like, I gave myself, it gave my stomach a chance to kind of, you know, straighten up. Um, I was like, okay, I'm feeling better. And I started to run again and took one stride. And then my next stride was off the trail over a deadfall to – not leave something for people to step in. So, oh, you know, at that point I was like, you know, I, I, I was pretty much just walking. Like I walked the last four miles. So my, yeah. when I finished my pace was nothing, you know, but at that point I was like, well, I'm just going to enjoy it. Cause when I get back, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> like yeah. It, yeah. it was like 80 degrees that day. And here I was thinking a trail run would have some shade, but it was so open. There was zero shade. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's hot. We've already gotten into the humidity and all the fun stuff of spring. No. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And then the next weekend, the race director sent us a picture of the snow on the ground. It was like, <laughs> hey, how many how many people would have preferred this? And I was like, oh, my gosh, that would have been the case. Yeah. Maybe I could have actually finished, but. Phew. Yeah, that's still a long way, man. <laughs> Let's say, so other than you'll, you, in those two, in those two <laughs> runs, you ran more than Josh and I will ever run in our lives. <laughs> That's probably true. That's probably absolutely true. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, the uh, NHL trade deadline is upon us, and uh, this week has started off kind of busy. Um, we've definitely had some movement from some of the big names that we expected. Um, Colorado traded uh, Tyson Jost for um, shoot, what's his name? Josh Manson from Anaheim. Uh, which was an interesting move. I did not see that one coming. That was not a player that I thought would ever happen. I did that thought did actually cross my mind. I was thinking, yeah, you know, Manson from Anaheim would be a great defenseman to add uh, into our kind of our lower pairs, but uh, didn't think it would happen, and it did. So that was surprising. And then yesterday they uh, moved. I take that back. Uh, Tyson Jost was traded yesterday for Nico Sturm to Minnesota, which the main move there is you're freeing up 1 million in cap space, mm-hmm. um, which allows um, a certain someone whose name rhymes with we're not through to fit right in the salary cap. So um, I think it's a matter of time before Claude Giroux signs in, in Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. It seems to be the case. Uh that's they've been big movers. Uh, Florida Panthers today signed uh, or traded for Ben Shiot. I can't say it. Sure, I think it's Shiro. Shiro, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. So Ben Shiro, um, kind of a steep price they paid for him, um, but that was definitely a hot defenseman on the market. I think um, I think Florida's going all in. I think they are too. I think Florida and Colorado are both going all in. I think they see like this is our time. We're going all in. We're going to do whatever it takes. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if both of those teams make another really big move before Monday. Um, so yeah, I think that's a uh, um, definitely those two teams are going all in. I think uh, even Calgary picking up a piece today, hitting on what's up, Blake? Uh, Blake put in the comments about. The Kraken picking some tire picks. Well, they just picked up some more draft picks with uh, trading Kyle Yarncroke to the Flames. That's true. Yarncroke um, was who the Kraken got in expansion draft from the Preds. So very familiar with him. He was a great, I mean, a great second, third line center, could play a winger, but really great on the PK. Um, and I think that's going to give them a good, it's, it's a good piece for the Flames, but kind of hitting on Blake said, like, I think the Kraken realized, like, hey, you know, first year we can just get some more picks and and keep building that team and um, yeah, you know, eventually get somewhere for sure. And uh, another piece that's going to get moved, I believe, from Seattle is Mark Giordano, uh, their captain. Um, yeah. He sat out the game tonight, I believe, and uh, you know, week of trade deadline, your captain sitting out the game, healthy and been playing well the writings on the wall there that he's going to get traded i would not yeah. be shocked if he went back to calgary as well uh with calgary having a, a top-notch team yeah um i mean just kind of looking at the standings we've got uh a, another team that i think is gonna that might make a splash here in the next week is uh carolina mm-hmm. um, they've hinted at some things uh, through their social media their twitter person is very active and maybe they're just you know pulling i mean i'm sure the people who run social media don't have a clue but um there's definitely been a lot of talk with them landing some pieces as well um 
making kind of making that final push. Um, and then you you know you've got some of the other teams that are just kind of always uh, always have a possibility of making a push. You've got teams like um, Minnesota. You know they very well might be done. They got a slight upgrade with uh, Tyson Jost yesterday. Uh, team like Boston, I mean, you know, they're kind of on the cusp right now of being in or, well, they're in the playoffs, but wild card versus a uh, divisional spot. But they're always in the mix for some of those big names that could come up at trade deadline time. So it's uh, definitely, I think it's going to be a very active week over the next week. I think we might have some surprising trades that we haven't seen in the past few years. Yeah. And thank the good Lord above Thomas Hurdle signed in San Jose for eight more years. Yes, that was definitely something I wanted to uh, mention as well. Um, that was one. As a Colorado fan, I was like, hey, if we want to upgrade and add a hurdle, sure, let's do it. But um, I, Is there I don't a way? feel like that's well, the best. Never mind. I'm not signed in. Crap. I wanted to give show the, the stats that I'd sent you guys. I'm comparing hurdle with McKinnon. Yeah, um, I'm on the wrong computer. I could pull it up. Shoot, I know because I'm not um, signed into a message, but yeah, let me see if I can. Uh, I might be able to find it. I mean, yeah, so many people were talking about rebuild with the Sharks. But I'm like, if we're rebuilding, why are you trading away like the one player that's like the one thing that you have going? You know, like yeah, I, I didn't sure. understand everybody that was saying he needed to go. I'm like, what are you trading him for? I mean. Yeah, um, I I would I would have been really disappointed had they um, had they traded Hurdle as a semi Sharks fan. Here we go, I found it. Yeah, that would have pretty um, much put me off the Sharks bandwagon. They're not bandwagon, yeah, but off off the Sharks fan wagon, I should say. Oh, off the Sharks fan wagon. That's a good one. Yeah, biggest haul possible for rebuild. I mean, I guess I get that, but it's just like if you have one good piece to start with, you know, I mean. Yeah, and I mean, and his age is like, um, you know, he's actually, a, he's older than I remembered. I mean, like, yeah. I didn't realize how old he was. Like, he's not a young prospect. Like, he can be almost a veteran-style player that you can build off of. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I've got that. Uh, I, I am a little surprised to see eight years. I mean, I was expecting maybe like two, maybe four. Yeah. Eight, that's, uh, you know. Yeah, eight's a eight's a lot. Um, so here is that stat line that um, we have for McKinnon and uh, Tomas Hurdle. Let me change that so we can see a little better. So on the left we have Tomas Hurdle, and it is his uh, how well he does um, without going into the nitty gritty on the stats. There, um, it is how well he does. And goals four per 60 and uh, expected goals four per 60. So notice his uh, actual goals he scores is way higher than what is expected. And then over here on the left, uh, his goals against over 60 is supposed to be lower because the Sharks are a, uh, you know, not as good of a team, I guess. And then, okay, I don't know what CA over 60 means. Um I'm not sure what that one is in CF. 
uh, Corsi. It's Corsi for over 60 and Corsi against over 60. And notice he's like, I mean, his numbers are, are better in comparison than Nathan McKinnon. The difference is Nathan McKinnon is playing on a freaking loaded roster. Um, and But if you take the, uh, you know, compare in comparison, it is straight up really, uh, really close there. So let's see. Let me take that off. There we go. Okay. Um, are y'all are y'all still with me? Yeah. Taking my app? Okay. Jake, are you still with us? You working? <clears throat> I think he just sent us a text that so he can't hear us. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, um, hmm. Is he removed? No, he's on the stream. No, nope, he's still on the stream. I don't know. Whew, we're having. Let's see. I'm going to try something. Remove. Add the stream. All right. Anything now, Jake? Uh, he's just going to log back out back in. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get him back soon, hopefully. Um, but yeah, so the difference there with Hurdle and McKinnon is uh, Hurdle is playing on a team that is not quite as loaded as the Avalanche are, and that's uh, but in comparison, they are very, very similar. Uh, yeah, in that you back down, Jake? I have no idea what just happened. Okay, yeah, I don't know either. Um, <laughs> but yeah, did you want to add anything on that stat line between uh, Hurdle and McKinnon? No, I mean, I. Obviously, that doesn't tell the whole story, but um, yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with you. And it was like either you get rid of Hurdle and just kind of clean house for rebuild, or you try to keep him and kind of center a rebuild around some of your key pieces. Um, and that was around I was hoping they would take um, after they let Pavelski walk in that whole debacle. You know, I was really hoping they were going to be like, okay, let's try to keep this guy around. You know, so yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm definitely glad they did. Eight years is a long time. Yeah, but I, so. I feel like eight years is like, I mean, that's what you got to sign a star player like Hurdle to. Like, he's not going to take less than eight. Yeah. Um, so you run the risk on the back end of that, that he's his de- production is going to decline. But, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to keep a player like that, you've, you've got to give them that. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just not convinced that San Jose is in straight full rebuild mode. Like, I feel like they've got the pieces that they could do something with it. It's just something's not there. Yeah. I hope they start with a coach. Um, You know, I I was kind of glad they kept them on to give them like a full year. I think this might be his third year though. Cause they can't like halfway through the season or like a portion of the season. I was glad they kept them for the next full season. But at this point, especially in the goalie position, I, I don't know what it is with coaches in San Jose not being able to manage a goalie, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Rob yeah. was doing good, but when you play him every every game for mm-hmm. ridiculous amount of time in a row, a lot get hurt. And you got a decent um, – I mean, I think Hill was hurt, but you had – I think his name Salchito, a decent yeah. uh, guy from Miners to give him a chance. I mean, at this point in the year, I don't think they're making the playoffs. Um you know, those hopes were alive early, but since then they've kind of come crashing down in a very <laughs> dramatic heap. But, um, 
Yeah, but they're hanging in there just enough to not get a lottery pick. <laughs> exactly. You know, so either make just this perfect happy medium of you're too bad to make the playoffs, but you're too good to actually like get a, you know. Yeah, you're not Arizona or Seattle or Montreal yet. Yeah, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, um, you know. Like I said, they're in that weird spot of do you yeah. commit to a rebuild exactly. or do you uh or do you do you try to keep on going? You know, you've got Carlson, Burns, Hurdle now locked up. Um Coacher, Timo Yes, you know, who's had a really, really good year. I mean, that's a that's a that's a playoff worthy uh core to build yeah. with there. You have um, they have some really good depth guys who just don't have the experience yet, you know. I mean, I thought William yeah. Eklund was a great guy, a great depth player. I thought he was doing really good, but either he liked it to play or he's he's playing in the foreign league right now. Um, so mm, yeah, um, I, and I see uh, Ian in the chat says, you know, this deadline will be our will be their answer. Um, you know, I I don't. I just can't see them trading. I can't see anybody willing to take on Carlson's contract. Um, with his history of injury, especially. With injuries, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, those are the big pieces. Um, you know, they're not going to unload Couture. Clearly, they're committed to Hurdle. Um, I feel like they're pretty much locked in with the, with the big names. Uh, maybe they give it one more season to see what happens, and then they start trying to – uh, yeah. consider a rebuild or like um, a one for one burns for Mark Andre Fleury, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be an interesting trade. <laughs> um, I was honestly hoping burns would go to the Kraken. I mean, I love burns yeah. as a player. I don't think he's that great at playing defense from time to time. Um, yeah, but, but man, hit that style, the style he plays. And I, I've said this on the podcast so many times, they are always the scapegoat, that offensive defenseman. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, granted, oh, yeah. it's a lot easier. Um, it's, a, it's a lot harder to play that position when you don't have a defensive pairing mate that is really, really good at getting back and reading the play and knowing when their pair person is going is playing in, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I, you know, I've always said Brent Burns um, – PK Subban when he was in his whenever he was in his prime, um, Tyson Berry was another one that constantly people are like he's plays terrible defense and it's like yeah but he's scoring goals too. I mean since then he, both of those players have declined rapidly uh, in in their production as well. Um, I think a lot I'd of say, that was I mean, I'm, I'm not going to yeah. have Burns <laughs> put <up> points. <laughs> yeah, for sure, um, for sure. Um, I think you know another team. I think that could make some splashes in the, here in the offseason or in the trade deadline would be uh, Pittsburgh. Um, they seem pretty dang solid. Um, it would be interesting to see if Mark Andre Fleury would go back there. I know Vegas said they would not bring him back. Um, that's a, that's just a funny story to me. Vegas this whole season, but anyways. Jeez, um, man! Missed Burns is yeah. fourth on the team in scoring, forty points at fifty-nine games. So I guess I'm hey, that, man, slack, you know? yeah, forty points is a uh, 
He is minus 17, but as is everybody else on the team. So, you know. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, Hurdle was second team of scoring behind Timo Meyer. 25 goals, 23 assists for 48 points, 59 games. I mean, just about can't get a more well well more well-rounded player than that. Yeah, absolutely. Shooting um, at 16% too. Dang, that's really good. Yeah, it's a good shooting percentage. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, you know, another one of the big trade deadline pieces that was up in the air for a lot of teams was JT Miller in Vancouver. And I feel like that has changed uh, with Bruce Boudreaux coming in in Vancouver. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like they're playing for the playoffs now. Yeah. Um, they are, let's see, I don't have the right version of the standings pulled up. Um, I just had it. Yeah, they are in the shoot they're like they're like one point out of a wild card yeah i'm about to say they're one point out of a wild card man um holy cow i didn't realize they were that close yes i mean and they've got a positive goal differential now yeah like they have totally climbed from the cellar since they brought bruce boudreaux in uh which i mean i think we all expected them to improve um knowing his record but dang i mean if you look i didn't realize how close the wild card is in the west but i mean You've yeah, around sitting at sixty-five, three points out of a wild card, yes. and a I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's just oh, yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah, look at San Jose. Teams have some games ahead, okay. you know. Yeah, they went three or four in a row. They're they're right back up in there in the mix. They're yeah. literally yeah. just Cali. just bad enough to be good and good enough to be bad. <laughs> exactly, or vice versa, something like that. Yeah. And it's complete opposite from the East. Exactly. What was that, Jason? I was about to say. So I thought Minnesota's probably pulling away with one of those wild card, wild card spots in the West. Yeah. So the battle well, for that last one is going to be intense. But like Matt said, if you go to the East, um, there's a huge jump between I mean, Washington geez, and Columbus. Yeah, we've been locked up since Christmas in the in the East. It's exactly. never seen a conference so boring this year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Nashville and Minnesota are going to battle out for that number three spot in the Central, and then uh, whoever doesn't get that one's going to get the top wild card. It seems like seems to be shaping up. But man, that last wild card—I mean, you've got five, four, five, maybe even six teams that are right there in within within uh, within reach. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I'm good with any of those except for one, which is the one we're all going to be shocked at if they don't make it, uh, which is the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> um, <laughs> They've played the most games besides Anaheim of that group of six we just mentioned, and they're currently holding on to it, but not by points percentage. Yeah, they're on a five-game losing streak currently. Five-game losing streak. Um, The Flyers uh, beat them. The Sabres beat them. Yes, and it was all five. It was all five from non-playoff teams. So they're 0-5 against non-playoff teams in the last five games. That that makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. I was okay, about to say and, something else, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not. Gonna say that, yeah. So, and, and I thought about this last night, or yeah, last night when I read that 0 for five against non-playoff teams. And Jake, you might remember this. We were talking a few years ago, whenever Vegas signed Mark Stone to that massive contract that he's under, and I said that it wouldn't, that that wouldn't last. And uh, I don't remember. It may have been we had Sean on the podcast, and he was like. Mark Stone is a really good hockey player. 
And I was like, yes, Mark Stone is a great hockey player. I think Mark Stone is a better hockey player than Vegas will be a hockey team in the next five, six, seven years. And Mark Stone will want to, will get out of Vegas uh, as Vegas has, is forced to rebuild. Um, And either this year is a fluke, which very possible, or maybe we're starting to see that um, happen. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that up again because, you know, (laughs) Vegas was such a like powerhouse for the past, uh, since they've been in the league, really. Um, And now we're starting to see a little bit of some cracks in their, in their game. So I I don't know how that's going to play out in the long run, but I don't know. We'll see. It's Um, it's probably worth noting. I think they have had a little bit of injury trouble as of late. Oh yeah. Um, but, you know, everybody does that at some point, so it's not really an excuse. But uh, For sure. Uh, Mark Stone being a long-term major reserve. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I, I in the beginning of that, I thought they're doing that to bring Jack Eichel on. Like, he's not really hurt. Um, but I did see somebody said, no, like, listen, they were barely in the playoff spot when they put him on long-term major reserve. Like, he's legitimately hurt. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, they wouldn't have moved their captain leading score to a uh, to a long-term injury reserve just to sign Jack Eichel if uh, he wasn't really hurt. So, yeah, yeah. I, I do think he is actually hurt. Gabe Landeskog, on the other hand, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think they're pulling a Tampa Bay. They've already ran away with the West. Like, they're up 12 points in the conference. In the division, they're up 15 points in first place. So mm. you're playing 21 games for fun. I mean, that's ridiculous. When, yeah. you know, win the ones you should win, get some rest. Yeah. Don't get injured. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, uh, I think, I think they got to a point where they needed to get to. And then they said, all right, Landskog, you, you need the surgery, you know. Go on and yeah. have it, and we'll beef up, you know, the depth. Uh, so I, I, he played like on a Saturday, and then on a Sunday afternoon is when they announced that he was uh, that he was going, uh, you know, on long term injury reserve. So, um, so you know, another interesting team here in, in terms of trade deadline um, is Nashville. Uh, what the what what do they do, Matt? What are your thoughts? You're you're the Nashville expert here. They they've got some big pieces that are up in the air. Yeah, so Forsberg's in a contract year. Um, similar, he's a similar player, honestly, to Hurdle. If you look at the if the stats of Hurdle and Forsberg over their career, Hurdle's played 562 career games, has 371 points. Forsberg's played 544 games has 440 points. So I think seeing what Hurdle signed for gives you an idea of what Forsberg is going to be asking for. It's going to have to be around that $8 million mark and probably a long-term contract, I imagine. I don't think I don't think he's going to take anything less than $8 million. I don't think he's going to take anything less than eight years. Um, I think it's probably going to be an eight for eight. Um, I just find it really interesting that we are five days away from tread down line, and we don't have that. We don't know that yet. Um, which makes me yeah. a little nervous because I'm like, <laughs> it, is it going to come down to the thing where it's like, 
hey, I'm going to just go over here because they're paying more money because Nashville won't lock me in because they've already locked in Duchesne. They've locked in Johansson. They've locked in Yossi. I mean, they've got some other big contracts already. Um, but I feel like in their window, like right now, like I feel like the team that they have, it's not like I look at it and I'm like, yeah, they've got the talent to go win a cup. I think they've got the grit that they could make a little bit of a stink in the playoffs. I don't think they'd win a cup this year. Um, and I, I think whatever happens with Forsberg will tell you exactly where the staff of the Predators are at right now. Because if they feel like that, hey, this is like who we can – if we can build on the momentum of this year and the next year and win a couple in the next one or two years, I think they'll lock up Forsberg. But if not, I think they're just going to take – I don't know. You, uh, one thing they can do is they cannot get past the trade deadline without trading him or signing on contract. Because he is too much valuable of an asset to just let him walk away at the end of the year and be a free yeah. agent. And that would just mm-hmm. – uh, it's like how the Braves just did with Freddie Freeman, which, hey, you know what? If the if the Preds go and win a cup and they don't sign Forsberg and the Preds get a cup and Forsberg walks after this year, I think national fans will be upset about that, but I think they'd be happy with having a cup. Similar to the Braves fans are probably pretty upset. They lose in Freddie Freeman, but – they just got a World Series championship. So it's an interesting situation that I'm honestly surprised we don't know the result of yet, being that we're five days out. So I think we could see a either a big contract or some kind of like – I don't know. I just don't see them trading for another piece, maybe like a small piece and some assets, like more of like some yeah. picks and some like maybe like a third or second liner. But I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, the big question with Nashville is, is are they going to re-sign uh, Philip Forsberg? And, yeah, you know, uh, but, I mean, where do you trade him to? I don't know. I just – I don't know where he would fit in, in in a trade. I mean, I know teams would take him. I mean, I know Colorado would take him. I think Colorado would take anybody right now. Calgary would take him. Yeah. Uh, L.A. would take him, put it back on the line with Arvidsson, you know. Uh, yeah. will take him. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I really don't know. Uh um, but yeah, I I see uh Ian put in the comments, um Nashville has too much grit, needs one or two skill guys to plug into the top nine. Um hundred percent. Hundred percent. And I just it's it is fascinating how they've won some of these games. I mean, truly is just like pure grit. Nothing they'll have like pretty plays here and there. Like last night they had a absolute beautiful goal with five seconds left. They want to face off a couple passes around. Ekholm gets a buck scores with literally 0.05 seconds left in the period. Um, and they'll have it from here and there, but most of it's just like, they're just so gritty. And I don't think that's going to take you. It'll take you somewhere in the playoffs, but I, yeah, I think you've got to have a couple more skill players like Ian said. Yeah, I mean to win a, I mean it's the freaking Stanley Cup. Like to win a Stanley Cup, you've got to have just the right mix of everything. Yeah. You've got to have guys that can score goals. You've got to have defensemen that can uh, that can you know kill a penalty and play defense. You got to have defensemen now that can score goals and move the puck up. You've got to have a strong goalie. Uh, you've got to have the grit. I mean, geez, like, yeah, That's yeah the, the depth. Stuff. I mean, you've. It just it, like whenever you really just think about it, 
And think about the teams that have won the Stanley Cup, like, you know, in the past 10 years, it's like, man, those teams were built. Yeah. Just freaking super strong. Um, <laughs> it just takes so much, you know? I mean, it's, it's always that third line guy scoring that overtime goal. It's, you know, a goalie standing on his head. It's a defenseman uh, blocking shots with a broken leg or what, who knows what, you know I mean? It's just, ah, playoff hockey. It's upon us, y'all. Like it's almost yeah. here. I remember uh, uh, Devontae Smith-Ellie scoring huge goals. Yeah. The Capitals beating uh, the Golden Knights. I remember Joel Ward mm-hmm. scoring huge goals for the Sharks when they made it to the finals. They didn't even win. Um, yep. And Cliff, I mean, like Smith Belly's in the know. AHL now. Like he's not exactly. even in the NHL anymore. Like Don Scores scoring a huge goal for the Sharks. We play that video on our intro. Yeah. He, I mean, he was probably second line, but still, he wasn't a top line guy. He wasn't a Pavelski or a coacher or somebody. Um, and then the clip of Rene standing on his head, you know, when they made the, play, uh, the finals. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, I mean, there's. I, I just don't know. I just can't imagine like what GMs are, is running through their minds. You know, they're thinking like, how do I fill this hole? How do I fill that hole? How do I fill this hole? How do I add some depth here? You know, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just insane. Uh, and, and I feel like, you know, for several years, Tampa Bay had a team that was built really, really well. Uh, conference mm-hmm. finals, Stanley Cup finals, and just couldn't get over the hump. Uh, you know, Kucherov, Vasilevsky in that, Stamkos. Um, and I feel like the thing, and, and most people agree, the things that have broke the past two years is they did add in some of that grit, some of that depth uh, with adding players like, um, didn't they add uh, Barclay Goudreau? Wasn't that what a big piece last year, I believe? Yep. Uh, and then made some bank this year playing uh, based off of his playoff performance. Uh, yeah. Also signing uh, Patrick Maroon. Um, old fat. Yeah, old Patrick Maroon. Uh, hey. Hey, man, we saw him mix it up up in Nashville a few weeks ago. He, he won two um, cups in a row with two different teams. So He's won – didn't he won three in a row now? I was about to say, I guess he was with Tampa Bay for the yeah. third one too. He's I mean. Tampa Bay with three of them. Uh, two, uh, two in Tampa, one in St. Louis. So Yeah. Yeah, uh, but, you know, it's just those – he's not putting up major minutes. He's not scoring major points. But when he's on the ice, he makes a difference. And, uh, you know, he's a he's a piece that's not getting paid a ton of money, but he's making a difference out on the ice. And I think that's what it takes. In uh, St. Louis, when they won, he scored a huge goal. I mean, huge at that point. Yeah. Or he scored sure. the game. Oh, yeah. Time. He did. You're right. And he, it was a dirty goal. Exactly. He wasn't a huge yeah. player in St. Louis either, but he, he played a huge role in that game. He did. So, I mean, I think that's what some teams are doing now. Uh, I feel like that's a little bit of what Colorado's doing this year. You know, they, they've gotten ousted in the second round two years in a row. I, I feel like I, I I get irritated by people saying, oh, they're just going to lose in the second round just because they've done that uh, three years in a row. Uh, three years ago, Colorado made it to game seven against San Jose. They they weren't expected. They, that's they They overperformed that year. Two years ago, with the with the bubble hockey, they had injury upon injury upon injury. They were playing a third string goalie, still fought back and made it to overtime against Dallas, who went on to play for the Stanley Cup. Um, and last year, uh, I mean, we played Vegas in the second round. Vegas was a really good team, um, but again, Vegas and Dallas 
out were were tougher than Colorado was. They were a it was the toughness factor that we didn't have. Nobody was better than our offense. Our goaltending was fine. Our defense was better than anybody's, but it was the grit that we were missing. So this year, Colorado's added Curtis McDermott uh, on defense for games when you need him. Uh, can come in and mix things up. Also adding Josh Manson this week, I think is huge. Um, you know, adding Nazem Kadri was a little bit of that uh, in the very beginning, um, but his mixing things up often results in suspensions and very bad times. So uh, I feel like Colorado is kind of following that that model that Tampa has done uh, along with the long-term injured reserve pack. But, uh, you know, we'll see if uh, we'll see if this year's any different. A lot of people are doubting goaltending. Uh, Darcy Kemper's had two shutouts in a row against Calgary and L.A., which are the two top Pacific teams. That's not an easy feat, you know. I mean, yeah. can't really argue against that. So um, Wait, he's had one of the – L.A. is the top team? They're second place in the Pacific Division. <laughs> Man, I've really been out of it. Yeah, Calgary's, <laughs> Calgary's top, uh, as they should be, and Los Angeles is uh, second. Which – LA's not too far out of that top spot either. I, I no, they're, they're well, yeah. Calgary still has three games at hand, though. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, they're sitting fairly comfortably in that two spot in the Pacific. Um, yeah. Okay. You just know. look at look at the goal differentials in the Pacific Division real quick. Oh, like, whoa! Sixty-one gosh. Calgary, and then two and eight for LA and Edmonton. LA and Edmonton can win some wow. close games, or they can lose some games really bad. Oh, one or the other. And Calgary, man, that's a close division when you think about it that way. When you look at it from that standpoint, yeah. Except for Calgary, I mean they they pretty much ran away with that division. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Plus sixty-one. Have they had like a ten nothing game or something like that? Maybe a nine to two. A few of those that's really swinging that. I, I mean, at. you're swinging at 59 goals. Like, that's still a lot, but, you know. Um, I mean, the last few, they've had three, I say three overtime games. The Avalanche beat them three to nothing. Yeah. Not too long ago. I mean, I'm not seeing anything recently. Well, there's two games back to back that was six to two. Then they got beat seven to one. Then they won seven to three. So I mean, there's a six to nothing. But I mean, yeah. Hey, this plus sixty one is a lot. That's crazy. Okay, um, never mind. Back in January, they had a seven to one, six to nothing game. Their wins back to back. So okay, that's a twelve. Know. That's a twelve goal flip, but still thirteen. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that well, yeah. Sorry. Um, that's crazy. That's just one of those weird, like, statistical anomalies you don't really see that often. Um, the Central Division is like those four teams are pretty comfortably beating them, beating their teams by a large margin. And then the Pacific, it's like, you know, <laughs> barely anybody's winning, you know, uh, unless they're against <laughs> each other, except for Calgary. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched a little bit of the Calgary-Colorado uh, game the other night. I did find the press conference with Daryl Suter interesting. Did y'all see that? He, uh, I saw a lot of people sharing it. They, he was talking about like the playoffs and kind of what we were talking about earlier that like, you know, you've got to have grit and you've got to be good. You've got to get, you know, you've got to be ready at the right time. And he was talking about the two wild cards and he was like, uh, you know, getting into a divisional spot is way is really important this year. 
and because he said whoever that last wild card is uh i don't know he's like they're gonna be playing colorado and uh that's gonna be a waste of eight days <laughs> <laughs> i was like dang that was after colorado beat him three to nothing and i was like everybody all the like reporters like stopped and laughed because i mean he was just like no seriously like you know, I would not want to play Colorado, but it's like, then again, couldn't you say the same thing about Calgary with that kind of goal differential? Uh, and maybe that's kind of what he was saying a little bit because Colorado and Calgary will probably have the two wild cards. And he's like, you know, those two teams are just on a different level. I hope he gets beat um, first round just for being that way. I know, right? <laughs> I still hate him yeah. this time of LA anyways. Oh yeah. Oh, he is kind of a, a smart aleck. He's a little bit of a John Tortorello ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, person for sure. Um, so let's 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 talk about the playoffs real quick. We've already talked about kind of the East being uh, sort of locked in uh, in terms of the eight teams. Who do y'all think is going to? What two teams are going to compete for the conference finals? We'll just do that. Conference finals in the East, and then who do you think is going to win the East in the playoffs? Matt, what you think in the East? I think Tampa's going to be there again. I think Tampa will be back in the conference finals. Jeez, I hope. Um, <laughs> and uh, my gut says the Rangers. I think the Rangers may make a little stink in the playoffs. And I mean, they've had a good year. Um, I think that this may be their year. They get the conference finals and. I don't know, duke it out with Tampa, but I don't see Tampa repeating three years in a row. Uh, but I do think they at least get the conference final. So, yeah, I'm gonna go Rangers and the Rangers and Lightning. Conference final. Gotcha. Who's gonna win? Tampa or Rangers? Tampa. Who you got? It's gonna be Tampa. Tampa. <laughs> As a Colorado fan with a lot of hope of making it to the Stanley Cup Finals, I don't freaking know want that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't want to play Tampa. Granted, it would be fun, and I, there's a slight possibility I could go to a game. Not really, but um, yeah, yeah, it would be uh, it would be fun. Uh, Jake, who you got from the East? Um, I'm gonna say Florida and New York. I Florida and New Igor, York. Igor Shesterkin, or however you pronounce his name, I think yeah. he's a beast. I think I think he's gonna take him really far. Um, I think Florida's kind of all in. Um, yeah, twenty twenty six and six at home. Plus seventy three goal differential. Um, that's who I'll be pulling for in the playoffs. One, I would love to say Stanley Cup was in Florida three years in a row. For all mm. the people that complain yeah. about that, and two, Joe Thorne plays for him. So yeah, Jumbo Joe, so, get him one. Um, uh, and with that kind that of goal differential, huge. we have to keep our fingers crossed that Joe Thorne will score four goals. Um, <laughs> hopefully, I re- hopefully everybody remembers that. If not, yes, it's, it's floating around on Twitter still. Yep, um, it is. <laughs> But yeah, I think Florida, yep. New York. I'll, I'll be happy with both of those teams, to be honest. Boys kind of like the Rangers. Yeah. Um, they've got some good pieces. Like I said, they've got a really good goaltender. They're twenty-five and three at home this year, so they've got a really strong home uh, home record. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're in a tough division, though. You know, playing Carolina, yeah, a good bit, and mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was going to say the same as you, Jake. I, I've, I really like New York as sort of a dark horse all season long, mainly because of uh, Shesterkin has just been phenomenal in net. Uh, I mean, uh, what's the trophy for goalie? 
my mind just went Vezina. blank. Vezina, thank you. Yes, Vezina Trophy. Like, there's no no way anybody else wins it this year. Even the most um, valuable player, too. I forgot. Yeah, I think he's – exactly, yeah. Yeah, the Hart Trophy. Um, and, and now they've started winning enough games to where they're in the standings sitting where they uh, where they look like the team I've kind of thought they would be. You know, they're in second in their division. Uh, Carolina will probably win that division, I think. Uh, but I think New York will edge them out in the, in the second round. And then Florida – I've watched them a few times, man. They can score goals. They freaking can score goals. Um, they're one of those teams that, like, if you turn on the game, if you miss the first five minutes, it might already be three to nothing. Um, they <laughs> just get on you early and and often and score like crazy. As much as I hate uh, to say this, they kind of come at you in waves. Yeah, they do. <laughs> that that infamous uh, that infamous saying from. Uh, the announcers with Vegas is, is coming back. Yeah. Yeah. They well, are, I, I've, games I watched was whenever they played the Sharks and the Sharks, like they, they were winning like two nothing or three nothing at one point. I was like, how is this happening? You know, like have we found the hole in the twilight zone or something? <laughs> Florida is just like so fast. They turn around so quick. We got so many good players. Um, and then by the end of the halfway through the third, I think it was, you know, they had started scoring. I was like, okay, that's what I expected. Um, but yeah, if they can play up to their potential, I think it's going to be hard for anybody to to hang with them. Yeah, I think they then they played last last night, and Panthers won in overtime, I believe. Uh, I think they played last night. Florida scored in overtime. So yeah, that that's 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 where we're at. Um, I'm going to say, just to, just for the sake of being different, I'm going to say New York beats Florida. So Florida, New York, same as Jake, but I'm going to say New York wins and goes to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, so we got Tampa, Florida, and New York for our three picks to go uh, Stanley Cup Finals from the East. All right, from the West, what two teams you got in the Conference Finals in the West? Matty Jack? Uh, if, if Colorado's not there – then I just – I don't know. I feel like that's probably all I saw a pick for us. Um, I'm definitely going Colorado, and I, and I feel like – I don't know if this can happen. Ian mentioned in there the Tampa and Florida could be an all-Southern Conference Finals. I guess if the bracket played out right, Colorado and St. Louis could be in the Conference Finals? If, could uh It depends on the wild card. Um, yeah. So, like for Florida, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay would have to become a wild card. So Boston would have to pass them and bump Tampa down to the four seed in the Atlantic, but still in a playoff spot. And then they would have to match up based off of points total with Carolina in the first round, uh, which is, that's not super far-fetched. That totally could happen. Um, and same thing in the West with Boston, okay. oh, and with uh, not Boston, um, Colorado and St. Louis. Yeah, Nashville and Minnesota would ha- Nashville and St. Louis, Nashville and Minnesota would have to pass uh, St. Louis along with that last wild card of uh, Vegas, Vancouver, all those teams we went through earlier. So, okay. assuming yeah, Colorado wins the conference, which I think it, that's a lock, basically. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see St. Louis dropping out of the of the two spot. I think they're pretty. 
I mean, Nashville's two points behind. St. Louis is one game back. Um, they're close. Minnesota's right there as well. Minnesota's two games back uh, from Nashville, one from St. Louis. I don't know. I think those – I don't think we're going to see anybody from Civic. I'm going to say it's going to be – it's going to be Colorado and whoever is that other conference team, I guess either between Nashville and Minnesota. Because if, if St. Louis can't end up in the, Colorado, if, in the conference finals, then I think it'll be Nashville or Minnesota in there. Um, I'm going to go Nashville. I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to say Colorado. Yeah, I'm be a homer. Finals. Okay, I'm going to be a homer in a minute too. So, all right, game on. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Colorado's going to win. I don't think they'll get past Nashville. I mean, I don't think Nashville will get past them. So, Colorado, Nashville, Colorado going to the Stanley Cup. Colorado, Tampa. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> All right, Jake, who you got? Uh, I'm not even sure if it's really possible. But I'm going to say Calgary and Vancouver. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm the, trying to... the Western Conference Finals where no one in the USA watches it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I think Vancouver is going to make the run. I don't know if they'll make it all the way. You know, Jake, that absolutely could happen because uh, Vancouver I, could get the last wild card and upset Colorado in the first round. I would break some stuff. Uh, yeah, but I it totally could happen. Play Colorado first round. No, I'd play Colorado first round. Shoot, man, anything's happened. I mean, Columbus sweep swept Tampa. I feel like Colorado is built this year a lot differently than Tampa's built that year, but I just feel like Colorado's too good. Like things are going too well. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, I, I hate to be that guy, but you're one Macar torn ACL away from oh, being man. a lot different, though. Uh, I that just like it hurts my heart to even think about saying that, but you know, it is yeah. that's the way it is. Um, I think Vancouver's a good change. team to watch. Um, maybe LA, heck, who knows, you know. Yeah, LA's got. I don't. I mean, the difference with LA is that like uh, their goaltending is really uncertain. It's about to say because Jonathan Quick's still there. Or is there yes, him and Peterson have been splitting the time, and Jonathan Quick has been terrible this year. He's been awful. Uh, yeah. Cal Peterson has been uh, decent-ish, but I kind of feel like LA has kind of lucked themselves into that position. Um, I'm going to go Colorado and. Uh, Shoot, I don't know. I was going to say Colorado and Edmonton, but that just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. I really do feel like it's going to be the wild cards out of the Central is going to uh, win that Pacific little round there. Uh, it's tough to say what that wild card spot can be. It's so up in the air. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Colorado-Minnesota in the conference final with Colorado moving on to the uh, Stanley Cup finals. Who you got moving on the Stanley Cup finals, Vancouver or Calgary, Jake? I'll say Calgary. I think Vancouver can make a run about to come up short, you know, against a really strong Calgary team. Yeah. All right. So I got Colorado, New York. Matt, who did you have? Uh, Tampa, Colorado. Tampa, Colorado. And Jake, Calgary. And Florida. Florida. All right. I'm going to be a homer and pick Colorado to win. Ugh, I shouldn't do that, but I'm just going to do it anyways. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to pick against them. Like you said, they're they're just they're they're really good, but often the really good teams don't win. So I don't know. Yeah, Tampa's been really great for the last two years. Now. 
I mean, they've had yeah. killing seasons and they've still, yeah, they've still won the cup. So, I mean, yeah, yeah Fox, it's happened two years in a row. So, what's the chance that's going to happen for a third year in a row? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go Colorado. I mean, all the models right now are just totally favoring them, of course, but they were last year too, like to the highest point they ever had before. Um, another thing that's interesting, um, that I was going to bring up, we were talking about who's going to make the playoffs. Uh, 538.com, they do a lot of like statistical projections uh, for like betting <coughs> and stuff like that. They also do things on the election, uh, like uh, elections predictions. And right now, they currently have uh, Vegas projected to finish this season with 92 points. That puts them out of the playoffs by um, a, a few points, like five or six points. So. The current projections have Golden Knights missing the playoffs, uh, which is a bizarre place Love to be in. <laughs> right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, then again, it's just a model. You don't know. Uh, you know, they could, <laughs> they could figure out a way to start winning. Uh, Robin Lehner could come back and turn hey, things cool. around. That's a big piece for them. Uh, so, anyways. Yeah. Um, all right. So, anyways, side sidebar there. Jake. Calgary, Florida, who you got winning it all? I have Florida winning the cup. Joe Thornton scores the game winner in overtime. It's his fourth goal of the game. And there's an epic <laughs> celebration with the Stanley Cup along with whatever else may transpire. <laughs> I mean, crazier things have happened at the uh, uh, – no, crazier just, things have happened seriously, at no, the uh, Super Bowl, so <laughs> – <laughs> but, uh, in all seriousness, I think it'll be Florida. Um, they're just – they're unreal. Yeah, they I'm are really good. It's, I mean, Colorado is too. Don't get me wrong. Calgary is – That would be a really fun uh, – You know. So, is this what you're saying, Jake? But they have <laughs> – Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> I feel like goaltending is going to edge um, Florida. Uh, a little bit once you get deeper into the playoffs. They have Bobrovsky. Um, yeah. Who's true. Calgary's guy? Uh, Jacob Still, Markstrom. Okay. Well, hey, he's been pretty good in the past. I don't really know what he's done this yeah. year. He's had a really solid year this year. Um, well, I knew that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. He's been one of the big pieces for them in terms of having such a good year. So, yeah, that's been a – yeah, a huge improvement. Save percentage. Yeah, that's pretty Jonathan insane. Quick has like a nine zero eight, which is not terrible. Yeah, but then like the past month, he's been like eight six eight. Like so bad. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you know, and like that's one of the things. Like right now, uh, if you look at the total um, goals against um, for Darcy Kemper uh, over the course of the season, it's not that great. But over the course of like the last two months, it's like one of the best in the league. Uh, well, he's nine two three for the season, but he started off the year like really bad. Uh, so if you look at just like the last two months, he's probably in like the nine four nine five range. Um, yeah, which is you know where you want to look at being now. But yeah, I will um, say this for this year: I feel like getting a hot goalie is going to be extremely important for whoever's going to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it's like yeah. there are a lot of teams that have a lot of really good players. They have the depth they need. They have the grit. Mm-hmm. They have everything in place. But the the team that can get a hot, really hot goal at the right time, I think, is going to be 
Yep. I think you're right. I think that's definitely going to be a big piece because there's some massive like teams that can score a lot. Yeah. Calgary uh, can this score year. a lot. Colorado can score a lot. Minnesota can Florida. score a lot. Yeah. Florida can score a lot. Carolina can score a lot. Um, so we'll see. Heck, look yep. at St. Louis. They're plus 46. Nashville's plus 27. Yeah. And everybody else in that division. I mean, or that mm-hmm. conference, that's pretty good. For sure. Um, Matt, who you got? Who you got winning winning the whole thing? Tampa, Colorado. I don't think Tampa's going to three peat. I think Colorado's finally going to get it done this year. I hope so, man. I hope so. Yeah. I think I'm going to be in Kansas City while they're playing the uh, Stanley Cup final. So I'll have to find a sports oh, wow. bar and celebrate by myself. So the. We're still like what about a month and a half because last game not till the end of April, right? Last yep. few games. So we got so that the pushes the Stanley Cup back to end of June starting versus early June. Is that what it usually was? I feel like it was really like early June. Uh, yeah, you know, you're right. And let's see, each round takes about two weeks. So you take two weeks in May for the first round, two more weeks for the second round. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's in the middle to end of June is when the Stanley Cup Finals will be. So, actually, I might not be in Kansas City as they end. I might be in there as they begin. The Stanley oh, I Cup might Finals. be, if you like, I'm going to be in Florida, uh, in Tampa. Uh, well, South Tampa, oh. the beach is June 18th through the 25th. So, if the Lightning okay, Stanley Cup playoffs, my mother-in-law. Hey! hey! <laughs> <laughs> Where your season tickets at? I'll take them off your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, oh man, that would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I didn't think. Um, yeah, that's a hey. There's there's that possibility. I'm I'm actually gonna be in Tampa two weeks from uh, now. Uh, two weeks from yesterday, we're gonna go to Lightning and Hurricanes game. So that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Two good teams to watch play for sure. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean to have a setup that way. Um, so yeah, so we got two of us picking Colorado. I feel like I'm jinxing it. Oh, I don't know. Anyways, and then Jake, uh, it's got Florida winning. I would be totally okay with Florida winning, especially if Colorado is not the one playing against them. I would be good with that. I'd love to see yeah. Joe Thornton get a cup. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna be pulling for Florida all the way come playoff time. So yeah. Sure. To, to say to tell the Canadian people that Stanley Cup stayed in Florida three years in a row, I feel like it's just yeah. Also, I, I feel like I should point this out. And I was looking earlier at Calgary's to see if they had any crazy games that different offset the goal differential. I realized back in December, like the season stopped for two weeks because of COVID. Uh-huh. And we were like concerned about losing hockey for the rest of the year. And now it's like I mean, I, I think they're official. They're about to lift like mask mandates for like flying and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's all about going away now. Not going yeah. good. Uh, At yeah. least to to a degree that it used to be. You know. Yeah, I've seen. A, I saw a few uh, TikToks earlier today that was like mentioned COVID being back on the rise again as they're dropping these mandates and I don't know. I just don't want to think about it. I just want to enjoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the lack of disruption to life and exactly as long as I can. Uh, Let's get the end know. of June, please. Yeah, right. Um, 
that's where I'm at. Um, I think not having the testing component for players is probably going to keep most of them from knowing that they have it. Uh, and I don't see it disrupting NHL. Yeah. I mean, especially, so. yeah. Yeah, give, it, give me you. Man, yeah. I, I hope it never have to go back to what we were doing. Because that was... Uh, for sure. Especially with the baby. I don't want to... Is y'all had a baby, Jake? Y'all had a baby during the hiding part of it. I don't want to have to. I don't no. know. He he Either. had it too. We all three had it there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if what we had was a different variant or if it just affected us differently, but it was really rough on all three of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's by far the sickest I've ever been in my life. So. Yeah. Let's not do that again. Yeah, I hope let's that let's not do this again. Yeah. I hope that we're on the other side of this and we can continue a normal, a normal life without being worried about that. And then getting sick, of course. Yeah. So normal playoff hockey with crowds, please. Yes. 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 Uh, last year was, was nice having that um, while we were in that little dip of cases um, for sure. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up here tonight. Uh, thank y'all for joining us. The four or five of y'all that hung out with us uh, tonight on Facebook live. Um, as always, we'll have the replay up on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, we, yeah, we still have those accounts out there. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Stickhead South. Um, also, you can leave us a review on the podcast apps. If you use Spotify or Apple, that helps our podcast when we do them more than once every two months to uh, to allow to know people that let people know that we're out there. So, yep. Uh, we will hopefully catch y'all sooner than two months. I know we'll catch y'all sooner than two months. We've got, uh, an idea for a guest coming up here in the next few weeks, hopefully. And, uh, then we'll be kind of in the midst of playoff season. And that is where we will, uh, hopefully maybe do a little bit more podcasting, talking about what's going on in the playoff world. So until then y'all have a great week and we will see y'all next time.